0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, this is Marin Ellis with the Muscles of Medicine podcast and I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine in this episode. Uh, We go to church together, we worship together, but she is a motivational person that has inspired me to not allow any challenges that are set before me to hold me back. When I say that, she has overcome a lot and come through the fire looking better, um, stronger on the other end, and I've had the privilege to actually help her through that process by doing some uh, personal training with her and helping her build her strength back up. She will tell you a little bit about her story here in this episode, so I know you will leave inspired, motivated, and ready to continue to push in what God has for you. So check out this episode, and I will see you after.
1: If you're looking to get in shape, strengthen your faith, and transform your life, welcome to the Muscles and Medicine Podcast with Marin Tunisia of Divine Design Fitness. We talk about all things fitness, health, and faith to help you get to where you want to be. Our goal is to help build your body and fortify your faith.
0: Alright, so um I guess this. Just start from the beginning. How did we meet? I was trying to remember the other day, like, what exactly? How do we meet? I know we met at church, but
2: we definitely met in church. And I know that you uh, were doing photography quite often. And um, but I think our our full connection was when a pastor decided to have uh, a health and wellness type of exercise Mm -hmm. program at the church, a challenge, Mm -hmm. uh, exercise challenge. Mm -hmm and um that's where we physically well you know just physically connected right. and i started attending the workshop that you were uh doing at the time and yes. um it was a it was really a horrendous <laughs> workshop <laughs> <laughs> you were disciplined me were... <laughs> i needed the discipline <laughs> but i believe that that officially is where we really connected physically to right. Um, perform those different tasks that you had assigned for us. And I thought that was the most awesomest, um, I don't know if that's a word, but
0: it's not. <laughs> We'll make it a word. We'll make it a word. <laughs> awesome
2: uh, opportunity just to work on the physical body uh, mm-hmm. because of what had taken place in my life prior. Um, Pastor had uh, said, we're going to do something for the staff and offered those, that program. So I was hesitant to sign up. Mm-hmm. I, really I remember of what had prior, what mm-hmm. happened prior to the fit fam uh yeah. journey yeah. and so um i just wanted to say well you know maybe i'll, I'll catch it the next time but something kept speaking to me that no you better do it you better just That's we got to listen,
0: right? Exactly. We got to listen. And I need y'all to hear that. Anybody that's listened to this episode, if you think working out is going to kill, you're not going to die. You just got to make sure you do it.
2: It No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you won't die. It would help you. It was a journey that I needed and it really tremendously helped me a great deal. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: So speaking of journeys, um, so tell us a little bit about your faith journey. You know, we talk about fitness. This this episode and this podcast is about faith, fitness, and just the journey of life um, and transformation. But I want to uh, you to share with us a little bit about your faith journey.
2: Okay. My faith journey, I've always had a um, level of faith in my life. I always built my, um, God was always first in my life, I always built my, um my life around faith you know uh the evidence of things not seen um i've always you know felt like that god is always there whenever i needed him but on a one particular uh journey in my life back on uh 2018 and this is talking about the stroke is that okay, okay? yes 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 okay yes uh 2018 um i before coming into 2018 I would always say, oh, this is my year. This is my year. You know, when we're doing our New Year's resolutions, I was like, yeah, this is my year. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. I had made journals and all of this I wrote down. But not knowing on January the 22nd, something would happen. And it definitely was my (laughs) my year. Um, I had just visited my mother the day before she was in the hospital suffering with congested heart failure. And, um, I wasn't feeling good that day, but I never did let on. And even my mother felt it. she said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. you know, I was worried more. I think it was more wary for my mother than anything. And so we journeyed back home and I got up to go to work on that Monday morning, January 22nd and, um, had a stroke. They had to call the hospital to rush me to the hospital because I was in, 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 um, right in the process of having a stroke and i had no idea i had um went to the restroom and i just looked down on my shirt and saw a, a, a wet spot on my shirt and i looked down on the floor saw a wet spot on the floor and then i looked up to see if the ceiling was leaking <laughs> and i had no clue no i had no record or no of anyone in my family that ever had a stroke so i didn't know what was going on so I got up to wash my hands. And when I looked in the mirror, I said, I thank God I'm having a stroke. That's just the, what fell in my spirit. And the whole time I was thinking that I knew I had to get out the restroom and I went over to the restroom, the door, I'm sorry, I went over to the door to try to get out and I couldn't open the door with my left hand. And then I panicked. I turned the light off and then I was like, okay, you got to get your stuff together. And... um uh, the spirit started speaking to me He said, just slow down, turn the light back on and grab the door with your right hand. And as I was exiting out of the restroom I said, God, how am I going to tell everybody what's going on? Now, I didn't see anything in the reflection of the mirror indicating that I was having a stroke. It was just something that just told me I was. And I said, well, how am I going to explain this to my boss? All of these thoughts were running through my mind. As I was going back to the office, I said, I don't know if I can even let them know what's going on. And because the mind just go in, you know, when you're in, in that stroke uh, mode, you don't know. Everything seems like it's not hitting right. All the cylinders are not sparking right. So I immediately went in the office. Spirit told me to sit down and write a note. And I immediately sat down, grabbed my Sharpie and wrote a note stating that, um, I'm not feeling well and uh, please call 911. And I immediately turned around to my boss and she was about to walk out of the office and I waved my hand and she noticed my note and that's when she called 911. And the rest was history. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, that, wow. that was history. So my faith was like, okay, God, <laughs> this can't be happening. I really didn't believe I was having a stroke. And uh, But I thank God that he got me through it. Um, By the time I reached the hospital, my face had twisted and my left arm had lost all the feeling. I could not even raise it. Um, It was to the point that I thought it dropped on the floor. That's where I was looking on the floor for my arm. And uh, (laughs) so when my husband arrived at the hospital, I said, do you see my arm? He said, it's next to you. And I had to look over just to know that my arm was still attached.
0: Wow. So, so you completely lost to all, all.
2: Yeah. All. So wow. my faith was kicking in right there on that gurney. <laughs> <laughs> I was truly asking God, if anything, if you want my arm, Lord, you know, mm. take my arm, but don't take my voice. Right. Because I sing, I talk, I have to communicate. So <laughs> those are the things that was running through my mind at that immediate time. And it was just going through those uh, episodes of having a stroke. So wow. I'm just thankful. Wow.
0: (laughs) The way you described it, it almost feels like I was right there with you. And that's, it's one of those things, those things that we go through that we, you won't ever forget. You,
2: I never, I would never, ever forget that moment. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, um, like I said, I've always based my life on faith, Mm -hmm. uh, but laying there on the bed, I truly (laughs) had to have the faith to believe that. Hopefully, you know, I won't have the um, the resident, the residue of a stroke after it's over with because you just never knew uh, how, because there are so many people that have died from massive strokes. I know Luke Perry and then there was another gentleman in the same year that died from a massive stroke. And um, so I didn't know if it was going to go beyond that cripple me, if it was going to blind me or cause me to stop. Uh, talking. Um, it's just, it was just, my faith was there. I just, I just kept praying to God, God, you know, me, (laughs) you know what to do. So, um, and I said, and, and, and I prayed there for the doctors because I wanted them to, uh, make sure that they were giving me the right medicine and, you know, all the different things. So I allowed my faith to kick in strongly. Um, you know, just to go through the stroke, um, I was feeling a little guilty because at that point, I couldn't go back home to see my mother while she was suffering in the hospital. So as I was going through the stroke, all the guilt, you can't even go, you know, your mind get to talking to you. You can't even go back and sit by your mother's side and all this different. You're going to be crippled. The rest of all these things were running through my mind. But I had to say, God, I mean, I'm your child. Um, it, this is definitely too big for me to handle. Please take over. I had to leave it at the altar, so to speak. My own my own personal altar. I said, God, I'm leaving it all at your, your feet because I can't control it because I'm a control freak.
0: Yeah, it is a humbling experience um, mm-hmm. to go through even things that are not nearly as serious as that. Yeah. But he gets your attention. And like you said, you left it at the altar. Now, a lot of times people think yeah. you have to leave it at the altar. And sometimes it's just a decision you have to make. Yeah, But it sounds like through your faith journey, your faith kicked in yeah. without you having to your spirit, the spirit within you kicked in without you actually having to think about it. And you, know you started what? speaking in the spirit to the things that mm-hmm. needed to be done versus oh, yes. speaking from what you see. You didn't even see your arm. No, <laughs> <laughs> you...
2: I heard a I heard a pop. Oh, and that's why I felt like okay. something fell mm. off. Mm. I heard a pop in my arm, and so that's why I felt like I lost my arm somewhere. And that's probably something in the mind triggering what's going on. This stroke is in the process of happening. And so, but I'm going to call my fate the 911 call to God. At that moment, as I called 911 for the physical, I had to touch in on the 911 for the spiritual, for God to step in and, and, and do the process of healing me while I was laying there, um, on that gurney.
0: Man. And I, I will tell you every time I see you, every time <laughs> I just always think back, I'm like, you are a living miracle. People say yeah. miracles do not happen anymore and, and to live it yeah. every day you wake up every day, your husband wakes up, you guys have to be like, this is every day. Your son wakes up. It's like, yeah,
2: every day, every day. Every day. I've always said, even prior to me having a stroke, one of my mottos is if I'm not pushing up daisies, I'm blessed. <laughs> okay?
0: Amen.
2: And so after uh, after, you know, I went into rehab. Well, I didn't even have to go to rehab because the, the doctor, I had therapists. Uh, I had a therapist that would come in for the speech and she was shocked on how well I was still speaking. Um, I, I I don't recall ever having any slurred speech because that was that's one of the symptoms of, that goes along with having a stroke, and okay. so they immediately assigned a, a speech therapist and they immediately assigned a physical therapist to come in to um, do physical therapy on the the arm. My feeling came back in three days uh in my uh, three left days.
0: Arm. Wait three uh, days. I'm sorry. I was about to three go days. in. I was about to go in. <laughs> keep going Monday,
2: Tuesday, Wednesday, my feeling was coming back in my left arm. And that Tuesday that Monday my face was twisted. Uh, my husband asked me, he said, do you want me to take a picture? I said no, not on my face. Don't want that. But some of my pictures I could still see um when I did have some still life taken. I could see it myself. Nobody else could pick it up, but I could see it. And I just still have a little remnants right through here. That's a reminder to let me know where God bought me from. And uh, my, my smile, my smile was horrible. Really? Um, yes. It was like sided. Okay. So I'm just giving the full details of what people go through that may have a stroke. Right. Because there's a lot of people that may have strokes and don't bounce back as quickly. Mm -hmm. Or they don't
0: recognize
2: that they're having
0: one because that was something in you that you recognized. And that was honestly probably one of the things that really saved your life.
2: Yes. And it was so amazing because as soon as I got up to wash my hands, I looked at it. I said, oh, my God, I'm having a stroke. (laughs) I did not know where that was coming from. And um, so I know it wasn't nobody but God because the spirit of God was talking to me the whole time, even coming out of the bathroom, giving me instructions to say and do. And um, I don't know if my voice was closed off at the time I exited the restroom to get back to my office to talk to my supervisor. But I said, Lord, I can't articulate this. I'm talking back and forth each time and saying, I cannot articulate that I'm going through what I'm going through. So help me, God. What do I, what am I supposed to do? And each time, each moment, the spirit just told me each step of the way of what I needed to do. And because I obeyed, I listened, I didn't panic. God got me in in time to the hospital. And when I got in the ambulance, what of the, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's something about ambulance. I, I I was just excited to be in the ambulance. I don't know why I was asking that. I'm in the ambulance, you know. And um, while they were checking me, they were doing the vital signs and asking me all these different questions, but I was more curious about what's going on in the ambulance. What are you guys doing? And I was at, and I don't know why God kept me talking uh, at the time, just to keep the speech that I don't lose my, I was just, I was just lit up to speak for some reason. So um after I went through my recovery, I I and I was working on prior to going on having a stroke, I was working on a vision board. And so when I went into my rehab and my um well the rehab, I didn't even have to do rehab. They didn't even assign me to rehab. That's how quickly I started healing right there in the hospital. So I started finishing working on my vision board while I was in recuperation at home because I couldn't really travel. At that time, uh, to go back to Fort to Oklahoma City to check on my mom, um, I did lose my mom that year in June of 2018. So my faith was up high with my healing. Then it dropped when my mother passed, and then those those questions came. You know, it was just like a seesaw. But one thing I never did, I never did doubt God. That's one thing I didn't do. I never doubted God. Um, I knew that my mother was going to a better place. She had colon cancer and congestive heart failure. But I felt like God has taken her as far as He could take her, and He needed her where He needed her. That was hard for me to understand. But, um, and then I thought back to the New Year's resolution. This was my year. Boy, was it my year. <laughs> and uh, so it, it was really something to experience. But my faith got stronger and stronger. Um, uh, what really got me through a lot of 2018 was weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I had to keep repeating that all the time because there were so many questions. God, why did I have the stroke? God, why did the, my mother die? And all of this happening said, this was your year. You said it was your year. And I would always say, well, I didn't think it was going to be this way, but through all of that, I'm still standing through all of that. I could be a testimony that God is a healer. And so um, I'm just, you know, I'm just thankful. I'm just so thankful.
0: We talk about the, we we were talking about the ups and downs. You mentioned like your faith was up and then when your mom passed and I'm sorry to uh, hear that, uh, that your faith went down during specifically the stroke. Did your faith ever waver in either after the stroke, during the recovery?
2: When I was uh, in the hospital, uh, of course, you know when everybody come to visit you, and then when they leave, you have room to think. Uh, your mind start wondering. And um, I did lay there in the bed and say, "Okay, uh, um, am I going to be crippled?" Um, I knew my legs worked. I knew my legs worked, but um, I knew people that had had strokes prior, and they were crippled uh, to the point where they had to be put on a cane. And so I didn't know if. Um, if it was going to happen again, you know, because they always say, if you have one stroke, you're going to have another one. And my doctor told me that when I did a follow-up and I told him, no, I would not have another one. I said, don't speak that over me. And I just, I just spoke that I'm a quiet person. I'm a shy person. But when he spoke that over me, I said, uh-uh, don't speak that over me. I said, I would not, <laughs> I should live and not die. And so he looked at me kind of crazy, but um, I told him, I said, I don't speak that way. And I don't want you to Say that over me, but I did in my mind while I was in the hospital. Thought, what if I have another one? You know, while I'm here, uh, so my faith kind of I kind of got a little low, you know. And so I had to keep speaking to myself. I had to keep encouraging myself. Um, you know, one of those phrases, "This too shall pass. This shall pass," and um, and so. My faith may have gotten low, but I always kept thinking of Job as I laid there because I know how Job went through the situations that he went through, and so I had to really think a lot on Job. Even with my little cell phone, I had to pull up Job and read it. <laughs> I had to pull up the Bible and and open the midnight hour. I had to, you know, encourage myself by reading the Word of God, and that's what really, really got me through it and built my faith back up to where, you know, God is omnipotent you know and he would never leave us nor forsake us so i just had to put all of my trust in him but i had to build myself back up so
0: so i guess let me ask you this then um Uh and actually you said something about building yourself back up and we'll jump to that Uh but your faith how is it now compared to what it was before even though you were probably before you're like hey you know, Uh like Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. So there's always things that we're going to go through, um, that we're allowed to go through in order to build our faith. But how would you, if you thought your faith was on, I don't think anybody thinks their faith is on a level 10, but let's say you thought your faith was on a level five or six. Mm -hmm. How did it increase in your mind?
2: Oh, um, just daily by waking up and um, seeing the miraculous healing of my stroke, really um, not seeing the twisted face, so to speak, not seeing the, um, when I get my full healing back in my hand and started doing the exercise that they required me to do, and I was able to move this left hand and I to the point where I didn't have to reach over with my right hand anymore to lift it, to move it, to do whatever I needed to do, when I started feeling the sensation come back into my fingertips and all the way down through my left arm, that's where my faith just started. Just It just started uh, filling up daily and just, oh, it just kind of, it, it just, it's it's really hard to explain, but when you see um, an illness that's, that strikes you and God brings you through it, it just It just—it's just miraculous. It's just—it just—if you can't—if you don't get filled on that faith, it also calls me to strip away a lot of fear. I used to have a lot of fear. Um, One of them was uh, a speech impediment. I thought I had. I always say, "Well, I don't like to speak in public. I don't like to sing in public because I have a speech impediment." But it was an impediment that I put in my mind. And so as I went through this stroke. uh, the, the spirit of God, it was just speaking to me and say, you have to you have to step out. You have to come out of your shell. You have to move to the next level because um, there's this next level is for you. Uh, the things that you are afraid to do, you can't be afraid to do them anymore. And um, one of the things that uh, really caused me to step out about a month after my mother had passed I knew fear was gone after I um, got this email from a good friend. Her name is Kimberly. And she sent me an email and asked if I would be part of a, a, a book project. Now, I don't have the stroke this year. I lost my mother. A month after burying my mother, I get an email. And I get this email that says, I would love for you to be a part of a, a writing project. And at that moment, um, I was like, well, you know, I'm grieving. I don't have time for this. But the spirit is always something about the spirit. And a lot of people don't and I don't say that a lot because a lot of people don't understand when you say the spirit is speaking. It's 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 the small still voice in your mind that you know that God is trying to reach you to do what he wants you to do. So I was gonna email her back and say, Hey, you know, I'm just, just getting over a mother's death, I'm just getting over stroke. I maybe I'm gonna have to pass on this, but Something in my mind just said, if you don't do this now, you will never do it. And that's where my spirit of fear. And I, you know, I've always knew about the scripture. You know, he gives us love and power and a sound mind. He doesn't give us a spirit of fear. I always knew that. But I was my own barrier. And because I had my stroke, because I lost my mother, that barrier of that particular wall was torn down. And I had to step out and utilize the gift that God has placed inside of me. Um, because if I did not, you know, I would I I wouldn't be where I am today being interviewed by you. Right. <laughs>
0: right.
2: I would not have been able to do those exercises, exercises from right. that fan
0: challenge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and won. <laughs> you,
0: yes, you did. And I forgot about that. You are the winner. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. Oh um, yes. but as you were talking about the journey yeah. It 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 made me think about what happened at the cross. It for whatever reason it made me think because you said mm-hmm. that that shyness that fear yeah. was you had a relationship with God, but then when you went through that turmoil
2: mm-hmm.
0: in coming through it on the other end, which ironically was three days uh, yeah. <laughs> and when things started <laughs> coming through, and then yeah. you start to realize that that veil that you said was ripped in half and made me think about the veil of the temple, which was ripped in half. And that connection with God, that direct connection with God that we now are able to have because that veil being ripped in half, but Mm -hmm. that veil of where faith and fear, people say faith and fear can't coexist. They shouldn't, but a lot of Mm -hmm. times they do, or we waver um, between the two. But and we definitely seemed, waver. Yeah, we waver, and it sounds like when that veil ripped yeah. for you, and you had that even closer connection with God, it allowed you to step further into your purpose, step closer for what God had to do for you. What, and you know, I have, we have a company, Divine Design Fitness, and that's what mm-hmm, we do with mm-hmm. training. And that's yeah. the thing I want people to realize: is everybody's designed to do something oh, by God. It. We, we have a vision in our head of what we want to do, but oftentimes our plans are not the plans of God and he'll allow you to go through things to get Mm -hmm. you to shift, to get you Mm -hmm. to change tracks and, Mm -hmm. and you were obedient. The the reason why you were able to survive your shift, it seems like it's because of your obedience to listen to God's voice in the midst of craziness.
2: Craziness. In the just midst like of, we're experiencing now. Exactly. There's a lot of craziness going on with losing people. Lives are being uh, taken, you know, lost. And But still, there this season is a shift. There's a shift that's going on in this season. And my shift took place in 2018. Um, now, I grew up as a preacher's kid. My dad was a minister. I sung in my father's church, done a whole lot of things in my dad's church. But I met, that was the comfort zone for me. When I got outside of my father's church, it looked like I went back into my turtle shell, is what I call it. And um, fear gripped me at that time. So you know, not saying I had that that you know I, I'm I'm an outgoing person, um, but it just things I just would not step up to the plate and do. Probably wasn't the time or the season yet. But when 2018 hit that's when i knew and even even the declaration that i made at the beginning of the year it was my year it really was my year because good came out of all of that tragedy good came out at the end
0: your attention was captured even on a greater level you went through the transformation and the healing process how did fitness play a role once you got to the point where you felt comfortable? Like, hey, like you said before, it's time for me to take my health and fitness to another level. Um, and right. I'm not sure. Would Tell us a little bit about your thoughts about health and fitness before you had the stroke compared to after.
2: Right. Well, in 2017, I started making changes with my eating habits. I started, um, you know, looking online. Um at the superfoods, you know, everybody's talking about superfoods fo- or or foods that are alkaline. So I was really into that and I wasn't really a vegetable person. I I, I very stay far from vegetables as much as possible. I was a meat potatoes and I love to eat. Now I'm gonna say I cheat sometime, but you know, <laughs> I go back. I'll go back. <laughs> but um I started working on that prior because I wanted, I knew that my year was coming in for 2018. I said, well, I, you know, from things I need to do, I need to get my body, my temple back in order. I started drinking, increasing my water intake and started eating more vegetables. And um, and then I think around was February, it was in March to May, April, was it six weeks, 90 days um, that we, that, that the uh, the staff, uh, health and wellness fit fam was going far so um i was a little leery about it because it was right around the time i just got over my stroke and i was like well i don't know if i'm uh conditioned to take uh to, to exercise because it's, it may be too strenuous on me you know i was coming up with every excuse there is but i did it and um so but the instructions the way you uh uh, instructed us to do the exercise. I never really, you know, I never got sore from those exercises that you had given us. And, um, just the, uh, you know, I thought, okay, this, this is impossible for me to do because I never like jumping jacks. <laughs> I don't like running. <laughs> I'm a walker, but I just said, you got to do it either do or die. So I wanted to live. So that's why I decided to, um, to do what I had to do to uh, keep going. I was just so excited to um, join the fitness uh, um, team. And I mean, the workouts that you paced us on each day, I saw the difference. And when I took pictures after the fact, I saw the difference. You actually and
0: saw the physical.
2: I saw the mm. physical condition. I think I lost weight.
0: Mm-hmm, I you I- did. That's how. That was how yeah. you won.
2: Um, that's what I had struggled with prior because I, it seemed like everything I had done, I just was not losing the weight. But when I know that you have to add that physical movement uh, to your regimen, then you can start seeing the results of your uh, your work. And I do practice eating, um, uh, eating the right foods now, definitely eating the right foods. And um, like I said, I might cheat there once in a while, but I go right back. <laughs> And uh, cut it out of my menu, and uh, but I don't overdo it like I used to do it. I just I'm very conscious of what I put in my system because I, I don't want to ever experience uh, having another stroke, and so that's why I watch and do the things I need to do and exercise.
0: Yes, and you got to keep. And I always tell people in the midst of it, faith without works is dead, and they it's not just what you have faith in, but then you have to put the action in place
2: definitely because you know we always want uh, to have a good looking body but mm-hmm. if you're not getting up moving and exercising and making it happen it won't happen
0: you're right you're not just going to wake up one day and just be like oh all right so tell us um tell us a little bit about your projects i know you have a couple of books that you've written tell yes. us a little bit about those and what they're about yes
2: i have uh written um I'm actually working on my solo book I have to get that finished uh that's my third book but um as I mentioned when I uh the month after my mother passed my friend sent me an email that hey we're doing this collaborative book project I'd love for you to be a part of it and I told her I said well no I don't believe it and I didn't think it was going to be manifested you know I'm like oh then I you know I said no 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 I emailed her back and said yes yeah. so Uh, January 2019, I completed our first, my first book, which is called Success Chronicles, Influential Women of Words, and what this book consisted of, who in your life has influenced you in your life, and I had to think back down through my life. My mother was the number one influencer, of course, and then my teachers were my influencers. A lot of times my, um, I've always wanted to do public speaking, and I don't know why. I just, it just seemed like I guess because my father was a minister and he, how he had the nerves to get up in front of somebody and deliver a message. It just blew my mind. And then when I go to school, I see my teachers up and it just something about it drawed me to it. But I never thought that I was capable of doing that because I felt like I talked myself into uh, having this speech impediment. <laughs> so, uh, my mind, I talked and that's what some of us can do. We could talk ourselves into a habit that wasn't even originally there. And then um, find out later, you just mindset yourself to say you're not going to do a thing. And so uh, but after I realized the impediment is not there, <laughs> I, um, I decided to uh, do a little bit something else. So, but I was excited to get this book done, and but it was about the influence of people and the people in my life that down through my journey of life that has influenced me or said something to me that made an impact in my life later in life or at that moment in time. And then uh, this book here, it's called Yes, God, is another collaboration book. Um, this, I wrote the story about my mother's experience losing her and Uh, Just saying, you know, even though we go through death, we still have to say yes, God, because God controls us all. I mean, He knows um, the day or the hour that He would, you know, take us home. So I wrote a little bit about that in this book, and also my husband's in this book. I got him for it. So he has a chapter in here uh, as well. So just stepping out of the comfort zone is what um, I had to do.
0: Where can the audience pick up those books and where are you at when the process of doing your own solo book?
2: Um, my solo book, I'm supposed to be submitting that by the uh, by May and hopefully it may launch uh, sometime in August or, or later this fall uh, on my solo book. And I'm excited about it. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable how things are happening, but people can reach me, uh, go to my website at www.power. In words, it's P-O-W-R, uh, lowercase n words, do, W-O-R-D-S dot com. They can reach me at my email address, joy at power in words dot com. And uh, lady Evelyn J speak at uh, gmail dot com. So uh, they can reach me. At the book. So, and
0: can they order a book directly from you? Or do they go they to Amazon order, or? Looking-
2: order a book. Uh, my first book is actually on the website and I'm uploading my second book to the website. So sh- they should be able to purchase the book directly from the website. If they have any problems, I have books here at my home. If they, I can ship them out to them. Um, anytime they need them, I keep them here and I ship them out and, and uh, they could just email me and I'll be glad to ship out a book to them.
0: What parting words would you like the audience to hear? What is it, especially, I guess it's relevant that we're talking now with everything going going on around the world, not just Texas, not just the U.S., but the world. What um, do you feel that God is putting your heart to share with the people to help them get through this time?
2: Uh, One of the things that really um, I focus on right now is you don't get a second chance. You don't get no do-overs. And the reason why I say that is when I went to uh, when they were lowering my mother into the ground uh, it was almost like something spoke to me and say you don't get any doovers and uh, I hear so many different people say most of the uh, dreams and all the businesses are out in the graveyard don't allow your dreams and visions to go to the graveyard. Expose those gifts right today. This is your now season to expose everything that God has placed inside of you. Uh, Because I always, um, my motto is about the talents. The, The gentleman in the Bible, he took his talents and hid them. When he could have, his master came back and said, you know, you could have went and invested and caused your money to grow, but he did not. And those talents were taken away from him and given to the other ones. And so I always model my life on that. But when when they lowered my mother into the ground, something spoke and said, you don't get any do over. So this is it. So if you have a dream that God has put inside of you, I don't care how big or small it is. If you have a vision, whatever, you need to step out of your comfort zone. Get up, make it happen. Uh, you have been so awesome in your um, your fitness programs. And I tell you what, don't stop. <laughs> it's going to, I mean, go to the next level, go to the next level. Don't stop because you are tremendously helping. You helped me get to a point where I saw results. And that's that's the important part. Um, when people help you and you don't see the results, then you're you're doing it in vain. So move on. Well, I saw results and um, and saw your actions and how you handled us and and uh, you were careful and you were uh, concerned. Uh, so I really, really appreciate you and I had I'm so thankful I had the opportunity to exercise with Moran. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I I want to thank you for trusting me um, yeah. to do it because again there was a lot at stake. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah. so I just want people to be motivated. Um, and that's why I wanted to interview you, and because we like I said, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Yes. But yes. it was a time for this, and a place. <laughs> right, a time and a place,
2: uh-huh. and a
0: season. And yeah. I think God was like, you know what? You listened to me, meaning you you listened to him, and yeah. because you listened to him, your life was saved, which in yeah. turn saved in many cases your husband's life, turn ter- yeah. saved your son's yeah. life. And I think that's what God's saying. I need you guys to do something right now because there's so many lives that can be saved. It's not just about yeah. you. All right, guys, I told you you were going to be inspired. You were going to leave motivated. She, Miss Evelyn, has overcome so much having a stroke and then coming out on the other end with no, nothing to show for it other than stronger faith, stronger physically, strong, stronger spiritually. It's a testament to how God can transform your life and how you cannot allow the challenges that come your way to determine how it is that you're going to spend the rest of your life. So again, I'm glad you had a chance to listen to this episode. I'm glad that you have left feeling inspired. Also I want to invite you to join us on our Facebook page. The Facebook page is called Build Your Body, Fortify Your Faith. Build Your Body, Fortify Your Faith. We have workouts in there. We have fitness tips. And you can also ask questions. Um, That's what I really love when you ask questions. If I don't know the answer, it continues to inspire me to seek answers, to seek how I can help you establish and build your body and fortify your faith. So make sure you join that Facebook group, Build Your Body, Fortify Your Faith. And I'm glad you had a chance to listen to this episode. And we look forward to seeing you in the next one.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Muscles and Medicine. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at divinedesignfitness.com and follow us on YouTube at Divine Design Fitness. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you consume podcasts. Please feel free to leave a review and comment.